Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's Bundesliga match against Schalke in what should be a... <laughs> I don't want to see a cake. I want to say it's a cakewalk for Bayern Munich, but it really should be. It's a very advantageous schedule at this point in the season for Bayern Munich to face Schalke right now. Of course, Schalke is uh, pretty terrible. And uh, we will cover where each team is is at in the Bundesliga table. But uh, Bayern Munich, of course, has a lot of things going on this week. And I will be touching on a lot of those uh, in the weekend warm-up podcast, which will drop at some point on Thursday. But we will take this podcast and cover the match as we see it. Uh, as we always do in the preview show, let's take a quick look at where each team is in the table. Bayern Munich sitting in first place atop the table uh, with just a one-point lead over Borussia Dortmund through 31 match days. Bayern has 19 wins, 8 draws, and 4 losses for 65 points. If you want to take a quick look at Dortmund, they have 20 wins against 4 draws and 7 losses for 64 points. Bayern Munich has scored 83 goals and allowed 34. Borussia Dortmund has scored 73 and allowed 40. Over the course of Bayern Munich's last five games, they have three wins, one draw, and one loss. Last week, they did capture a 2-1 victory over Werder Bremen in which in what was a really unimpressive match, if you ask me. So it's not as if Bayern Munich is riding high coming into this Schalke matchup, but in a lot of ways, this is this should be a match where Bayern's overall talent does the job and takes care of business. As for where Schalke sits in the Bundesliga table, Schalke is in 15th place and they are hanging on to their top tier life uh, with all their might right now. Uh, through 31 match days, they have seven wins, nine draws and 15 losses. That's good for 30 points. That puts them two points ahead of 16th place Stuttgart who has 28 points, and VfL Bochum, who has also has 28 points, but resides in 17th place. Schalke, over the course of their last five games, does have three wins against two losses, including two consecutive wins. Two weeks ago, they also topped Werder Bremen 2-1. And last week, in what was a bit of a shocking result, Schalke downed Mainz 3-2 uh, on the season, Schalke has scored 31 goals, so offense has has not been easy to come by, just averaging a goal a game there in the league, and allowed 59. So uh, has not been a banner season by any means at Schalke. And when you look at their roster, you can see why. There's just not a lot of talent. Uh, it, it It's very tough to look at this, and you can understand why Thomas Reese has had some trouble generating offense. Uh, some of the players that they're relying on include Simon Taroda, who has been a player who has done really well at the lower levels, uh, including in in Bundesliga 2, but uh, has not made that big of an impact here in the top tier. Uh, it, it's unfortunate to watch this Schalke team try and play offense. They just they can't get anything going. Uh, CD Sane is also on the squad, not that he has a major role or anything, uh, he has only appeared in one Bundesliga match. The 20-year-old brother of Leroy Sané is just a name that you might uh, recognize. So I felt like it was important to bring him up. But 
when you really start to to go down this roster list, it is it is barren. There is not a lot of top tier talent on this uh, on this list by any means. Um, it's a shame, and I know it sounds weird to say that, but uh, it, it it's really a, a crazy thing that the most talent that the team has is probably a goalkeeper and Ralph Farman and Alexander Schwolo. Uh, I think they're both actually quality Bundesliga goalkeepers, but uh, can only play one of them at a time. And Farman is, uh, he's nursing a bit of a groin injury right now. So they're not even operating at full capacity in the net. So this is, this is not a Schalke team that should really threaten Bayern Munich in any way. Let's, let's be very clear about that. Uh, this is a weak, weak Schalke side. So when we look at this match, it should be one where Bayern just overwhelms them with talent and speed and technical ability and hammers in four or five goals. The problem with that scenario is we haven't seen Bayern Munich have that killer instinct. We haven't seen them look like the type of team that will take care of business, uh, no questions asked. And it's unfortunate. Uh, and there are a lot of reasons for that. You've got a lot of players who have been up and down in terms of their own performances some are mired in slumps as we speak. I think there's been a very tough adjustment, no matter what anyone says, including the players, to life under Thomas Tuchel. They just haven't clicked yet under Tuchel. I think, you know, we saw the opening win that he had in guiding the team over Borussia Dortmund. And I think a lot of people thought it was just going to be that easy where Tuchel would come in, exert his influence, and this team would turn out to be great. Has not worked out that way. They've been eliminated from two major competitions. They have scuffled their way through the Bundesliga. It has not been a pretty picture under Thomas Tuchel. Uh, but, you know, if you criticize Tuchel too much, you get hammered by all his fanboys. If you criticize the players too much, you get hammered by the people supporting them. <laughs> it's a no-win situation. But the bottom line is that this team is not playing well. It certainly is not playing up to its ability. And it's not playing up to that level of talent that this team has. I mean, there are a lot of good natural talents on this team. A lot of players who have had success for Bayern Munich and elsewhere, and they just have not been able to put it together. So why do I think that they're going to be able to against Schalke? And listen, it is mostly because Schalke is that horrendous that I think Bayern Munich is going to take them out. And I'll get to my prediction in a little bit, but I don't think that Bayern Munich is so bad we're so off right now that they're going to be threatened in this one. And it's just one of those scenarios where it just is breaking right at a time where Bayern Munich needs to face some teams that aren't that talented. They are certainly getting a good run through it of them right now. It has not been a, a murderer's row of squads that Bayern Munich has faced of late. If you want to look at it last week was Werder Bremen the week before was hurt to Berlin. I mean, those are two pretty bad teams. Before that, it was Mainz. Now, Mainz was a challenge, and, and Mainz did rise to the occasion and won the match 3-1. Uh, before that, Bayern was a 1-1 game against Hoffenheim. And even before that, Bayern had a 1-0 victory over Freiburg. So I, we can look at this schedule. The one thing you can say about it, it's advantageous. It's what Bayern Munich needs right now. and it's not such a bad thing. I mean, as much as I think we've all been a little critical of the team, they needed 
a little bit of an easy run here because if you look at the rest of the fixture schedule, you're seeing FC Colne coming up. Uh, obviously, they're they're going to close the season with Colne and what could be a a very interesting and key match. And I, I brought that up first because you know obviously I'm counting on a win here for Schalke. Uh, the Arbe Leipzig game in next weekend could be a little bit tough. And I don't know how that one's going to play out because we don't know what Leipzig side we're going to see. They are a team that has been exceptional at times this season. And they've been a team that looks hapless at times, very similar to Bayern Munich. So we don't know how that's all going to play out. And with Bayern Munich holding just a one point lead, that final match against FC Köln would be really one of uh, the biggest matches in recent years at Bayern Munich in terms of Bundesliga game, Bundesliga game. So, uh, you know, we'll see how they do against Schalke this week. We'll see what happens against Leipzig. But I think we can all kind of look ahead to that FC Köln match because I think despite Köln's lack of overall talent on the roster compared to Bayern Munich, it's not to say that Köln is a bad team because they are certainly not. They just don't have the talent level or depth that Bayern Munich does. But they have been known to dig down deep and fight when needed. And if it means ruining Bayern Munich season, it wouldn't shock me for Colm to come out and put out a great effort if things are dicey heading into that match in terms of Bayern Munich securing the league title. So uh, hey, it's possible with the way that Dortmund has played this season that they could cough it up and be out of the race by then. But if not, this is not going to be an easy run the last two weeks for Bayern Munich. So it makes it all the more important to just come in and take care of business against Schalke because the Schalke team's terrible. So let's think about how Thomas Tuchel is going to set this team up. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy this week, some of it regarding uh, Thomas Muller and perhaps his willingness to leave the club, his role with the club, etc. We will talk about all that on the weekend warm-up podcast. Uh, there have been some other stories talking about the team uh, at least the executives questioning the mentality of the players and the uh, club wanting to bring in more mentality monsters to the team. That seems like a cop out to me. I'll, I'll touch on that on the weekend warm up podcast as well, but I'll quickly say that uh, it sounds like there's a lot of finger pointing going on as to why this season has fallen apart. And to, to bring up the mentality of the team, I, I don't think that's something that's been an issue. I don't think we have a Dortmund situation here where the team just doesn't have a winning mentality. I, I think that that's the furthest thing here. Uh, I don't think that effort and focus have really been as a collective. Uh, they haven't been an issue for this team this season, so I, I didn't get that one. But either way, uh, Tuchel's going to have to piece together 11 players uh, for this match, and we'll cover a couple of quick injuries. We know that Dio Upamakano has been practicing, and he should be back. We'll see if he gets the call. Not so sure he'll be in my starting 11, but we'll talk about that in a second. Eric Maxim Chupomoting is also trying to battle back. He's been training individually. He's been working to get into the team sessions, uh, so he could potentially be available. We will see. But I think that we'll know more uh, about his status toward the end of this week, and uh, hopefully that hopefully it's a situation where he's healing and he'll be ready to contribute over the the last couple of weeks of this season. 
But now that we've gotten those key injuries out of the way, and I guess I should also mention Josip Stanisic is working his way back as well, uh, battling back from an injury. So I, I don't think that any of those three players, Upamakano, Chupomoting, and Stanisic, are necessarily going to have starting roles in this game, regardless, just because I think that Tuchel at this stage against Schalke is going to have to play it a little bit conservatively uh, in terms of uh, player health. Uh, he doesn't need necessarily to roll out Upamakano right off an injury or, or Chupomoting. It's not necessary because this Schalke team is so bad. So I think what he will do, however, is start Jan Summer at goalkeeper. I think we'll see the center back tandem that has been really, really good. Uh, Matthijs Delict and Benjamin Pavar. We'll see about what happens with Pavar's future in a few weeks, I guess. But I think that he has really shown that he he can play that role of center back. I think he's worked really well in tandem with Delict. It would be very interesting to see what this center back grouping looks like next season if Pavar comes back. I still say the team should use a back three, and I know many of you hate that. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry I feel that way, but I think that the center backs are the strength of the team at this point. Certainly is not the wingers, certainly not the attackers. The midfield's a little bit of a mess at times. The center back unit's been good all season. Uh, you can say what you want about Upamakano's recent slide, but he was really, really good before that. And you know what you have in Hernandez. Hopefully he comes back 100% from his injury. But either way, that's a really good, really, really good group. And I would build around them rather than any other area of the team. Uh, as far as the outside backs go, uh, I will go with Jao Cancelo and Nusar Mizrahi. Mizrahi is reportedly a little bit unhappy with how things have played out this season. We've seen him linked to a couple of different teams this week, Juventus, Real Madrid, among others. Uh we don't know how much credence there is to those rumors. We we can probably figure that he, he wasn't thrilled with his role, but he could land in a starting spot, especially if Pavar decides to move on this summer or if the club decides to use Pavar strictly as a center back. So Mizrahi's chapter at Bayern Munich, it's not done yet by any means, but I do think there could be some give and take with it, depending on what happens with some of the personnel decisions that still need to be made. Now, we, we've established that there will be a back four in this match, but how will Byron line up otherwise? Will it be a 4-2-3-1? Will we see the 4 triple two brought back? I'm thinking it's going to be a 4-2-3-1, and I'm going to say that Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka are going to hook back up this week. Goretzka was suspended last week, was replaced by Ryan Gravenberg, who did a, a solid job. He had a, a nice effort. I wouldn't say he grabbed the starting role by the horns by any means. Uh, so I, I would expect to see Goretzka and Kimmich working together once again. We'll see how that tandem works out. Against Schalke, they should be able to do a really good job because I don't have any faith that Schalke's midfield is going to be able to be much of a challenge for those two. I think the only thing you would have to look out for is seeing if the duo can stay disciplined enough uh, with their defensive responsibilities to not make this uh, make this game much tighter than it needs to be. As far as the attack goes, I think we are going to see Jamal Musiala once again as a starting attacking midfielder. I do think that it would be nice to see Thomas Muller just because Musiala has been struggling, but Tuchel seems like he's taking the approach of continuing to roll Musiala out there, hoping that he can find his game out on the pitch rather than in the film room or on the bench. 
I don't know if that's the right tactic for a young kid who's continued to struggle, but that seems to be the way that Tuchel wants to play this. So I think we will see Musiala again. I think we will see Kingsley Coman at one wing and we will see Sadio Mane at the other, which again puts Leroy Sané on the bench. Not really sure what's going on with Sané. I wouldn't be shocked if he did start here, but it seems like Tuchel's intent on using Sadio Mane at this point. Coman has been good and disruptive enough that I think that, you know, over the course of the season, he's been the team's best winger. So I don't think it's the time, quite the time to bench him right now, especially when the team is strictly down to just the Bundesliga competition. So uh, it wouldn't shock me if Sané gets a start over one of those two, but uh, it does seem like he's the odd man out at this point in the Bayern Munich wing rotation. I do, And I think at striker, we're going to see Serge Gnabry. Gnabry has been a little bit better each week. Uh, we know that he is prone to peaks and valleys. We're heading in a peak zone right now for him. So he's done really well. It just seems like at any point that could start to drop off. But listen, you have to keep playing him when he's confident. You have to keep playing when he's producing. And that's what Gnabry is doing right now. Uh, when the team has needed a goal the last couple of weeks, he has been there to supply it. So you can't knock him for that. So that's where I see things playing out with starting 11. As far as the prediction goes, I think that this match could really go Bayern Munich's way. I don't think it'll be a full blowout, but I am expecting a 3-0 victory. But there is nothing to threaten Bayern Munich on this Schalke side. They are hapless. They are toothless. They don't have a good defense. <laughs> Uh, I think this should be a win, no doubt, for Bayern Munich. I would love to see them come in and really just establish things right from the get-go. They're playing at home. Just come out, take control of the match, and put a beating on Schalke ahead of that Leipzig match because you know Leipzig will be tuned up either way next weekend. So I would say let's establish some really good momentum. Let's see Bayern Munich go out capture three points, stay atop the table, and set things up for a huge match next weekend against RB Leipzig. And that'll about do it for this preview show. So thanks once again for joining. As I mentioned earlier, you can get me on the weekend warm-up podcast, which will drop at some point Thursday, and we will cover more of the news items that drop this week. As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get our tweetmeister, Tom Adams, at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. Of course, you can get all of our great writers and wonderful podcasters at BavarianFootballWorks.com. Head over to the site. Check out the posts that we have going on. Of course, we will have full game coverage. And we're looking forward to this one, even though I'm suspecting it could be a blowout. I'm always excited for the games, and I will be really thrilled to watch this one because I want to see Bayern Munich come out and look like that team. We all thought that they would be this season. Again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.